Welcome back, everyone, to Season 5 of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast, located in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Throughout this season, CEO Linda Kelly will be discussing a variety of mental health and wellness topics with guests from all walks of life. The more we talk about it, the more we can normalize it. So welcome everyone to season five, episode two of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast. With us today is the incredible Linda Kelly and bear with me because this is a mouthful. Linda has MSW, RSW, or sorry, RS, yeah, RSW, CEO, registered social worker, psychotherapist, certified clinical traumatologist, and compassion fatigue specialist. And I'm, prob- I'm probably missing some as well. I'm knowing my luck. Um, so in today's <laughs> episode, we are going to be chatting about emotional exhaustion, what it is, how does it happen, who it happens to, and how we can gain control of it. So we have the lovely expert Linda with us. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for having me as well, Linda. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for uh, setting this up and saying, hey, are we going to do our jobs this week? Because, uh... <laughs> and I'm like, uh... okay, okay, Maybe. what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, here's Cassandra rattling off all of these things that have come up, particularly for our audience on social media, uh, things that are really hitting home for people. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going through all that too. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? And and I, I love our social media for that. Like if we do any kind of, um, you know, posts or, or stories um, and, you know, a lot of our community interacts with us. So it's really nice to to kind of communicate with them. And so I love that part of my job. So um, a lot of people kind of came forward today talking about um, emotional uh, exhaust, like exhaustion. So I thought, you know what, this is a good opportunity to discuss this. And because uh, a lot of people, even for myself recently, I didn't really know exactly what it was. So here we are. (laughs) It's that's, you know, yet another sort of set of words that are thrown around. It's not an official Mm -hmm. diagnosis. It's not in the Mm -hmm. DSM. It is more descriptive. So what is emotional exhaustion? Uh, Well, I mean, what is any other kind of exhaustion? For you, Cassandra, what does it feel like when you're physically exhausted? Oh, my God. My life hurts when I'm physically exhausted. I'm just tired (laughs) all the time. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm like the worst example here, but... um, yeah, I mean, physically exhausted. I mean, obviously, I have like the body aches and everything like that. My, I get the headaches as well. And so I'm just, I, I, I lean more towards to, just because I have anxiety, I lean more towards um, feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Um, and my anxiety is heightened. And so, uh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's me in a nutshell on a mm-hmm. daily basis. <laughs> I would say if you think about physical exhaustion, it's usually, you know, muscle tightness and soreness mm-hmm. either from overuse, overworking, or working it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You lift something wrong, you're in pain. You sleep wrong if you're over the age of 30 and you can't <laughs> turn your head for a week. Um, but and emotional exhaustion is very similar in that when we encounter things throughout the day to which we have a negative emotional response, it's kind of like a muscle that is being overused. It's being squeezed. It's being, you know, it's tightened. We're not kind of letting our guard down because it's just going off too much. It's these alarm bells going off, going off, going off. Eventually, sometimes we do it wrong in a way. And I say Uh that, you know, tongue in cheek, it's never wrong, but it's, it's more destructive or less destructive. Uh So, trying to combat emotional exhaustion, like for one thing really is just about, can we stop exposing ourselves to things that are causing us to react emotionally for a little while? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And with the advent of social media, <laughs> you know, my love for social media, um, <laughs> world issues are thrown in our face nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news, the 24-hour news cycle, whereas, you know, 15 years ago, you didn't have that. 20 years ago, you did, you know, the news hour was an hour. <laughs> yeah. So there's just these things we're constantly exposed to and there's no break. Well, no wonder we're all walking around in a fog. Yeah, I've been feeling that lately, actually, like the brain fog. Um, you know, I just feel like it's just there's just a lot going on. And like I, even last night, um, I try to keep my like I turn all my notifications off when I finish work and I keep now everything off on the weekend, which I'm really proud of myself for because I'm trying to, you know, not be so physically and emotionally exhausted. <laughs> and um, But I mean, last night I, I went, I grabbed my phone before I went to bed. And so, and then, then I see the plane crash that we have in Thunder Bay. And it's just, you know, there's just so much happening. I feel like it just doesn't end um, right now. And I think a lot of people are kind of feeling that as well. So I, that's, I think this is a really good topic to, uh, to discuss today. Mm-hmm. I would say one of the most prevalent things that people are feeling most emotional exhaustion over is uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. Cause it yeah. just feels too big. It feels like the individual people are being blamed for really, I mean, it was, it's much, much bigger than the individual person. And that's not to say that we can't be effective in trying to change our ways, but ultimately, you know, corporations, sort of cause this not to not to hey like I'm not an expert in the subject but (laughs) corporations using like you know building on an extractive economy Mm -hmm. took and took and took and made you know amazing profits but kind of destroyed the earth at the same time and it is literally threatening our species and threatening our children's future and so you know if you're a person like me that's going well what can I do to help you kind of a lot of us, I think, end up feeling very helpless. And then we get, here's another news report. Oh, the ice caps are melting. Here's another news report. You know, these record temperatures across BC, all these deaths, uh, the sea, the seawater is increasing and uh, coastal cities are going to be obliterated. Like, how can you sit there and hear that nonstop Mm -hmm. and not be exhausted? Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. There's just, there's a lot of stuff. It just doesn't end right now. I feel like even though the world is, you know, opening up and kind of going back to normal, which is also kind of scary still. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's just, it's just, yeah, it just doesn't stop. And um, so, you know, with all this being said, we, we, we obviously can't stop the world around us. Right. So what can you, I guess, kind of, what are some things, I guess, signs, let's start with that. What are some signs to look for when it comes to, um, you know, emotional exhaustion? What, you know, what are some kind of red flags that maybe we should start looking into and saying, okay, you know what, it's time for me to seek that, you know, out, out uh, help and contact a mental health professional. Well, signs of emotional exhaustion, again, they can vary and they can come and go. But mm-hmm. one thing to watch for is when they're constantly present and they, you aren't getting any reprieve. So it's just constantly this, this brain fog, this feeling of heaviness. Sometimes even we, we start to move into a depression stage and we can actually, the colors around us can actually appear dimmed. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, we start to see things almost a little bit more gray, like, like, you don't notice how blue the sky is, you can't, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. off in your own head, you're not seeing it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you find yourself on autopilot, 
most of the time. Uh, that is an indicator. If you find that you, uh, when you find yourself very irritated when someone needs something of you, you're burnt, you're burnt out, you don't have any more to give, you know, that emotional bank account is running dry. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, it's just about, you need to have insight about yourself. Yeah. Right? If I get out of the car and I drop everything in my bag spills, if my, if I'm emotionally exhausted, that is going to be the thing that kicks me over the edge, or mm-hmm. I'm just going to sigh and bend down slowly and go, well, and that's how it goes. But if I'm not emotionally exhausted, if I am refreshed and recharged, I might laugh at how like ridiculous it is. This is out of mm-hmm. a movie. I just spilled my bag. Where's my meat <laughs> cute? Exactly. <laughs> I was, uh, you know what? It's funny because I we're obviously doing posts and trying to educate our community, with, you know, about multiple subjects. And um, I can admit that yesterday I had a day and I think I might be emotionally exhausted. <laughs> I uh it was just a, it was a Monday it was the Mondayest of Mondays yesterday for me it just did mm-hmm. not end um and I think you know we we tend to go through that and so even like like what you just said like just like the slightest you know dropping of your groceries or whatever like it it would it sets a lot of people off right now they're a little bit more more irritable mm-hmm. exactly and that's that's normal this is not a shortcoming this is not a flaw this is you know in and out, you know, this is what you're taking in, you're processing it, you're managing it. And then on top of everything else that you're managing, mm-hmm. I just, I always go back to that. I remember reading one time, they said the ancestrally humans actually maybe only worked 20 hours a week between hunting and gathering and building shelter. Oh, wow. Yeah. So ancestrally, this is how we evolved. Now we've got 35 to 40 hours a week. Uh, actually at work sometimes for you know more than that for people that have to work multiple jobs and then you've got family and child caring and caring for older adults and you've got all of these other things and then even our escapes are not really escapes mm-hmm. I feel like I mean nowadays I feel like even though we we want to escape but I feel like it's it's a lot harder now with social media and you know having basically a computer in our pockets at, at all points of time you know like I'm, I'm trying to be very very cautious when when I'm spending time you know with with my friends or or whatever it, it just I don't want to have my cell phone on I'm trying to be in the moment um as much as I can but it's very difficult just because we're surrounded by so much technology we're surrounded by so much you know things everything's busy I feel like it's going back to mm-hmm. being really busy and we talked about this in yeah. previous episodes before how everything kind of slowed down for a bit and it was nice and I feel like now it's just like, it's just constantly on, on the go again. Yeah. And the social aspect is a challenge because that is often the first thing that gets cut when we're stressed, but it's also something that creates obligation in our lives. So mm-hmm. now that COVID and the restrictions are lifting, and of course we know I've got a, a an infant, we've got mm-hmm. people knocking on the door wanting to be part of this infant's life. And I'm like, Hey, no, I was perfectly comfortable with the amount of communication we had before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 difficult, that's for sure. You know, it's yeah. just it's very fast paced again. It's start well starting to become fast paced again. I, I feel like anyways. Um, you know, we had our first event um last week and that it was still strange for me. We were very smart about it. We, you know, we made sure that uh, that we had, um, like, we were being safe and we were following protocols and everything as well. But it's just, it was very fast paced. It was nice to communicate with other people, but I was just, 
I guess I'm really not used to it. <laughs> so I was out of control, but you know, that's normal. <laughs> you know, and that's funny because I, I was going just sort of to attend that event and I had to bring some extra stuff just to make sure everybody uh, had the equipment that they needed. And I was dreading it. I was like, <laughs> I know this is supposed to be fun, but I hate everything about it. <laughs> yeah. So we actually got there. It's yeah, you know that. I mean, I say I love planning events, and we haven't. I haven't been able to do that. I started with Kelly Mental Health, and next thing you know, it was COVID. <laughs> so um, it was really nice to be able to do that again. I quite That's enjoyed true. that. You know what? I don't even really know you if you think about it, because <laughs> we've we've only worked together during a pandemic. I mean, what is non-pandemic Cassandra like? Oh, it's not good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's high anxiety. It's it's me spiraling. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but seriously, oh, it's seriously, it's very God. true. Your your statement is very true. We really don't, um, which is kind of entertaining if you think about it. <laughs> We're having a good time here. Um, but, you know, like the world <laughs> has just changed so much. And so now that it's like reopening, it's, you know, I think a lot of people, I like, I so I've talked to a lot of people through like our social media accounts and a lot of people just feel that, you know, they're, they're uncomfortable with, you know, things opening up so I guess not, not fast. Cause we, I mean, Ontario was in lockdown for how long? So, but I think they're just getting a little bit uncomfortable, which is causing them to, um, to overthink things, which is leading into, you know, emotional, they're just emotionally exhausted. They're mentally, physically, you know, they're just tired. And I think it's all kind of been wrapping up again. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing it's, it's being in that constant state of, uh, hypervigilance and uh, mm. basically it's it's like it's like arousal it's like where you're kind of up and you're mm. on guard all the time that's exhausting you need to be able to go to your safe place and and shut that off for a little bit mm. uh, in order to recharge and not only that but you, we need to have the skills to recognize when we're in that state and to bring ourselves down a notch because I mean, I could be standing with a group of people and then start thinking about, oh, what if somebody does have COVID or what if someone's, what if someone here has a sniffle and then I catch a sniffle and then I can't go to daycare and I have to self-isolate and, you know, watch yeah. as I spiral, spiral, spiral. But did you notice that I'm not ever getting to the even if part? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only in the what if I'm not in, okay, if this does happen, then this is what I'll do, which usually that does help to think that way. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is, though, <laughs> that some of some people that have generalized anxiety, they'll do that. And then their mind will just continue to go to the other 365,000 possibilities. Yeah. And try to figure out how to solve all of them. Well, eventually, this is your mind is just gonna, you know, it's gonna overheat and shut down. <laughs> yeah. See, so I'm such an overthinker. Um, and I'm really trying not to be lately, (laughs) but Mm. it's just, it's funny because, you know, a huge part of my job is obviously to educate and to try and, you know, just get, get as much information out there to our community. And, um, so yesterday I spent half the day, um, creating content for overthinking, (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like this is a catch 22 here. Like I'm literally looking at everything. I'm like, Oh, my Lanta, this is, this is a good day. So of course, and, and as of course I, I overthink everything and I made a spelling error. So that's good. So, but, <laughs> but it's just, um, it's, it's interesting how they're all kind of linked. Right. Like, and that's what I was kind of talking to you about previous uh, or prior to us, us recording this is that, you know, so much of like mental health situations are, are linked and they can lead to so many bigger you know detrimental uh issues in in, in the future if, if not taken care of mm-hmm. 
No, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, to, to imagine that mental health is not important or it doesn't mm-hmm. exist or that, you know, feelings are not important. Hey, they're there whether you believe in them or not. Yes, I completely agree. So, so it's better you know, to, for you to have those tools and strategies and that understanding so that you can work it. You know, mm-hmm. you can figure out how to, how to be savvy about your own mental health and manage through these things. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, uh, you know, tools and, and coping skills, <laughs> what are uh, some things that you can recommend to our listeners, um, you know, for, for kind of combating this emotional exhaustion and, you know, some, maybe some coping skills that they can do at home um, before they come and see a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. Well, I've touched on a couple of things, mm-hmm. but again, that first part is about insight. So uh, sometimes I'll recommend people use a rating system on, you know, m- many times a day and just go, okay, from zero to 10, how anxious am I right now? Like how sort of out of neutral and on the gas pedal is my body right now because you can feel it if you look at you try to figure out okay is my neck stiff or my arms stiff am I fully relaxed or am I not and give yourself a rating out of 10 then do what you would need to do to bring that down by even just one point Mm -hmm. it's like if you it's kind of like your brain is running a sprint and your body is standing still it feels terrible right it's like Mm -hmm your imaginary heart is pumping really fast. (laughs) But so what we're trying to do then is do the same thing that you would do if you just sprinted. You would take longer, slower, deeper breaths to bring that cortisol level down in your blood. Just bring it down. Just understanding that, yes, it's usually my thoughts or the situation that I'm I'm encountering that's causing this, but I'm going to use a physical measure to get me down. However, okay, that's number one that insight and then the breathing to bring it down. And a lot of people get, a, you know, they get upset when I talk about the breathing because they're like, oh, you think that <laughs> solves every problem? No, I'm like, hey, that's, dude, that's step one. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Yeah, there's okay. so once, steps. once you, yeah, because when we're in that overly emotional state, the part of our mind that controls logical reasoned thinking, you know, the kind of the Spock part is closed away right? It's closed mm-hmm. away for safe, safekeeping. And it's just our, our sort of like our animal brain is mm-hmm. in charge. That's going to keep us safe. So shut it down, <laughs> bring it down a notch by that breathing, by that relaxing your muscles. And even just by that verbal internal monologue of I'm safe. It's okay. I'm here. I'm good. You know, grounding yourself, looking at the things around you in the room and really taking them in like the, the carpet, the colors, the texture of whatever you're sitting on. So do that and then move into more of the mental maneuvers. We're going to talk about things like um, the what if versus even if. So Mm -hmm. that, that implies a deep trust of oneself. What do you mean by that? Sorry. Yeah. So the, the what if thinking is the panic. It's that little kid inside of you that just doesn't have a roadmap for how to deal with this, but the adult inside of you does. Right. So what we're doing is we're, we're sort of talking to ourselves as if there's an adult talking to a child, like, Hey, if this happens, well, then these are the steps that we'll take. If I do get sick, then I will wear a mask. I'll self-isolate. I will use sanitizer. If I lose my job, then I will immediately go to this website. I will redo my resume. I will talk to these three people. Right. So having those conversations with yourself, this is what I will do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 
it helps, and this is especially for the overthinker, it helps to document this. So one of the things that I, I do sometimes when I'm a little bit too hyped up is, uh, well, I'll tell people to journal it, right? Make that mm-hmm. list, make your list of the what ifs, and then answer those questions. And then you have it. And so even if you don't actually go too far into thinking about these things, like, um, you know, thinking about the what ifs, you just know offhandedly that, oh, yeah, I already made that list. So I, I do know what I'll do in those cases. Mm-hmm. For me, though, when I'm too hyped up, I can't write. I got to move. So yeah. I, I'll take my phone. I'll turn on the recorder and I'll go for a drive and I'll record myself ranting for a while. <laughs> I can totally picture you doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Honestly, if anything ever happens to me, burn my phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, will take, uh, I will take that on. Don't worry. I got you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but just, and, and honestly, I've never listened to, well, Actually, there's only been one occasion where I listened to one of those again, and it didn't actually sound as crazy as I thought. It was actually pretty well-reasoned. But even though I couldn't remember all the ifs, ands, or buts about what I was saying, I knew that I had answered those questions for myself, and it was saved somewhere, and I could go back and review if I needed to. Mm -hmm. And that really helped. Yeah, no kidding. I actually like that idea. I think it's – I mean, it's hard, like, because – like my thing is always like let the past stay in the past right so like the what ifs and like the should haves and you know and and the could have would have should have I always kind of I lead I go like my mind goes to that and so I try to pull myself back to reality and then you know just focus on on the present so I think you know Mm -hmm. that's I'm really focusing on living in the moment (laughs) just to you know and what's yeah that's interesting that you're able to do that because for me the past plays a big role in my life Mm -hmm. and when the past is calling I answer it Mm -hmm. so I do not one of the things no you don't (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) okay have I got someone you got to talk to (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so yeah. I have the um, I have the benefit, and perhaps the opposite of benefit. I can't think of the word um, of having been born and raised in the city. And when I'm feeling particularly disconnected, mm-hmm. I find myself driving over to the home where I lived in when we were just growing up. Okay. I drive and I sort of circle that neighborhood. I, I grew up in Curtin River. So mm-hmm. um, we went to Clog Garden. It was right across the street. Um, I remember, you know, the edging in the fence where I cut my hand or where my dog got hit by a car right in front of our house. And I, or I go through the back lane because we planted those apple trees. And then I sort of make my way outwards. And it's this symbolic but also physical retracing of where did I come from to get here? Hmm. And there's something, there's something very therapeutic about that because it's like, here's the, here's where my roots were. Okay. Now, how did I get to this point that I feel so disconnected? And for some reason, maybe it's the time spent. Maybe it's the fact that I get to reflect and just be alone. It just, it really does help. I'm going to have to try this this afternoon. So I'll take, (laughs) I'll take my break in a little bit and I'll be doing that on my way up to the office. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, also sad music. Cause I just gotta, you know, you gotta own it. You gotta be in it. (laughs) You know what? I'm like at the happiest point of my life right now. I can't even be sad. I'm, I'm in a great, you know, I'm in a great situation. I have, I just, yeah. I, but I, for me, it's like, 
personally and it's not I know that we talked about it you know not suppressing your emotions and and hiding and, and ignoring all this stuff like I like I said before so I'm not ignoring my past by any means but for me like specifically I just I mean my past is my past and I just for because I overthink things and my anxiety is you know so so high so I try that's what I kind of mean when I say like I'm living in the moment like I'm not focusing on mm-hmm. the future right now I'm not focusing on the past I'm just living in the moment and in my little happy bubble I have going on there right now mm. well and and that's that's really un, you know it's wonderful and I think you're kind of at a point in your life where you deserve your little happy bubble and uh, <laughs> all the past and all the negativity can just f right off <laughs> that's the best comment ever I'm yeah. so excited that you said that thank you I really appreciate that <laughs> Yeah, things are good. I'm in a a nice bubble. That's good because you need to write that down in your diary. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And and if things tend to turn gray, as they tend to do, actually, once the summer starts to wind down for us here in Thunder Bay, Mm -hmm. we do all of us, I think, get a little bummed out in the in between seasons. And uh, but you know, on the on the other hand, I'm a person that. I do find great significance in those moments where something from the past comes knocking, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, and unfortunately I ended up being kind of broody as a teen. Like I would be out with friends and I would be that one that just had to wander off for a little while. Oh, what, the hell? what is Linda doing? Why is she standing over there? Why is she look out the car window so dramatically? <laughs> I can seriously picture you as, as a teenager. <laughs> I can see that I feel like our listeners can too if any if all you guys like everyone knows you and so yeah absolutely we can see you doing this (laughs) I'm a bit of an open book um yeah yeah, but I just again it's like it doesn't it doesn't hit me as hard these days but I Mm -hmm. do when when that comes to calling I do try to try to answer that call and just go why did that come up for me right now why Mm -hmm. is this significant is there a connection here that I'm missing if there is great if not maybe it's just a little bit of sadness for what could have been and then it passes and Mm -hmm. I'm back in the moment yeah yeah it's very difficult I I I know you know, personally for like, like for myself to be in the moment, like I always, I don't know, I'm just so used to, you know, planning for the future and I'm always 10 steps ahead of myself, which, you know, then I start overthinking things and I, and I, my, my list and my priorities kind of get a little jumbled or, or my goals and stuff like that. Right. So it's, but it's very difficult um, to, to stay in the moment and just kind of, you know, get, get your mind or just take control of like of your mind, I think is, is uh definitely interesting so it is it really is and it's interesting too for for some people some people have too too much stuff that's still got to get dealt with it's still there and so if you get pulled in there's that fear of oh my god like I got other stuff I got to do here I can't Mm -hmm. deal with this right now and so we stuff it away and that can that is a perfectly reasonable survival skill for a lot Mm -hmm. of people I I never never want to take that away for people because I think it's great that you're able to Mm-hmm. I did that for for years like you know as as we talked about with and and even through you know to like discussing it with our guests and stuff we a lot of people we tend to kind of suppress things and kind of put it off to the back burner but it, it sneaks up on you and then you know we end up talking and hanging out with the pros at Kelly Mental Health <laughs> which is which <laughs> is why I tell people right? no no and that's why I just tell people that if you are in the happiest time of your life and you find yourself reflecting on periods of sadness and you're just going like, why, why now things are going finally, they're finally going well. Well, just, just to expect it. And it's normal because maybe there's stuff that, 
just there's some significance there's some connection that your mind wants to make so so let it it'll pass this too shall pass (laughs) so it goes So we talked obviously about a few topics today. We talked about overthinking. We talked about, you know, emotional exhaustion, um, being overwhelmed, all that kind of stuff. So like to summarize, what would your final thoughts be, Linda, on this lovely conversation today? Uh, Oh, well, I mean, how can you summarize overthinking without overthinking? (laughs) This is an awesome podcast. <laughs> so true. I'm not cutting that you out because that's just perfect. <laughs> no, our our poor Mandy up at the front. She's a chronic overthinker, and then she overthinks her overthinking. So it's actually really amusing, but it's probably really traumatizing for her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, <laughs> honestly, when it comes to emotional exhaustion, the best thing that you can do is have insight about yourself and respect yourself, and understand that nobody expects as much of you as you expect of yourself. So, you know, give yourself a break. Sometimes it's okay to recharge. Oh, I like that. Yes. Recharge regroup. You don't have to solve all the world's problems as much as you might want to. No, take a, take a break, take a social media break. I'm doing it. It's been great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I I prefer to take, you take a long time when you take a break. (laughs) I know, but it's usually, I take a break when I'm like, throwing my phone down, deleting my Facebook account. And I'm, I'm never coming back here. And then two weeks later, and then I'm back, back on because what yeah. if somebody needs me? What if? Exactly. Those what ifs. See, they, that's how they get you. Yep. That's how they get you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. So, um, and I just, I know a lot of people do truly actually appreciate this podcast. Um, we've been told that by many people now. And so um, we're very happy to do it. So um, again, we talked about some heavy topics today. So please, if you guys, um, you know, are looking to to reach out and to talk to a licensed therapist, you can contact us here in Thunder Bay at the Kelly Mental Health Clinic. You can call us at one area code 807-767-38888. I think maybe I added an extra eight, but you guys can do the math. Um, so thank you mm-hmm. again so much. And we appreciate your time. And we will see you guys again for episode three.